now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to another great episode of the 3 Plus 1 Podcast. We are super excited to have you join us today and engage in what will be a hilarious and hopefully also inspirational episode. Before jumping in and introducing today's guest, we would love to shout out and give huge recognition to an amazing podcast, the Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast. The ladies of Lemon Pepper Wet, Dinah, Christina, and Bethany, just celebrated one year of work in this field. We celebrate them, shout them out, and had a great time at LPW Fest 2018. Yes, as you know, Didi and I did attend LPW Fest this weekend. It was great to see the women of Lemon Pepper Wet and just a great occasion to fellowship with them and celebrate them being one year in the game. We love you, ladies. The podcast is great, and we're so happy that you're continuing on with your work. We also want to recognize and ask that you check out the Press Her podcast. It's P R E S. H-E-R, Press Her Podcast. It is funny, it is relevant, and it always, always, always goes by way too fast. Phenomenal podcast to check out. If you have not seen or heard them yet, please do so. Also, follow them on Instagram. They are fellow Atlanta podcasters, and they are excellent, a great listen. We are now ready to welcome into today's third seat the one and only Matt Jones Woo! of Matt Jones Shop. Thank you, guys. Welcome, Matt. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be joining you guys. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I, I mean, thank you. It's just an incredible opportunity, and I'm excited to talk with you. Matt, welcome. We're glad that you can be here with us. So Matt Jones is a personal stylist, personal shopper, and an Atlanta personality. And you can find him on Instagram at Matt Jones Shops. Yes. So Matt, what motivated this foray for you into fashion and styling? Well, I think it started when I was young. I've always been very interested in fashion and fragrances as a whole. Uh, I used to sketch, actually design clothing when I was younger. Um, but I also wanted to tie that, you know, into business once I got older. So um, I went to school for fashion and uh, merchandising and business. Uh, after I graduated, I moved to Atlanta. I'm uh, currently now working for Neiman Marcus as a fragrance concierge and personal shopper there at the store. I absolutely love it. I love people. I love I love the fashion. Fashion. I love uh, fragrances, which is my specialty, um, and it just it just thrills me. It, it really is a love for me. You know, when I wake up every day, I look forward to doing it. So, Meg, one. So, you talk about you really wanted to kind of do this since you were very young. Did you have an early inspiration who really just motivated you and where you were to say that is the icon or that is the, the moment? The moment that yeah. I know that fashion and styling is for me. I think it was a combination of a few things. Just noticing, always actually for myself, always wanting to be dressed well, always wanting to present myself well. People don't realize, and I hate to say it, but how you look, how you smell, all of that people interpret and they they 
they judge that before you even open your mouth, honestly. So I always wanted to present myself well. I mean, of course, I looked at magazines and TV and all that kind of stuff and saw the influences of fashion. I would definitely say even early on, I liked some of the best designer things. Um, Yves Saint Laurent is probably my favorite designer of all times. That is one uh, of my favorite smells. That it, um, black opium. Black opium. Oh, my God. That's a man snatcher right there. It, Anytime it turned, I yeah. put that on. Everything. They sniff everything, me out. Woo, everything Yves Saint Laurent always goes well. So good. The clothing, the fragrances. I love the brand. I mean, it, there's so much. I mean, Chanel, there's so many influence, um, so many influences out there, so many influential people. Um, Andre Leontali is somebody I really look up look up to. He uh was a designer at large for Vogue, and he just he really shows how you should treat yourself in life and and you have to engage the world and how you have to expand your horizons past what you see every single day. Mm. So I know I know Andre Leontelli from actually watching him on America's Next Time Model right. as a judge. And I right. know that he was the editor at large at Vogue, but I don't know much about his background. I right. know that uh, was Anna Wintour kind of worked with him yeah yeah kind of mentored him yeah and i haven't seen or heard of him really a lot lately and see the thing is andre does so much and he's so influential he's one of those people that does a lot in the background and you don't hear about him Mm -hmm. like i mean he has like his doctorate i mean i think andre speaks like three languages Mm -hmm. including like french fluently his um i think his grandmother is like originally actually from here in georgia he um he's one of the um he's on like the um the uh the board of the foundation for SCAD. Ooh, like shout he out. is yeah, he is absolutely incredible. And I, I think what I love is his story with his grandmother was actually one of the domestic workers who cleaned the dorms and stuff at Duke. And and what inspired him about fashion and he thought it was so amazing is because even though she didn't make a lot of money, she would actually go, I believe, to like Saks Fifth Avenue and buy these really expensive hats. And, you know, she wore these hats, you know, probably to church or whatever. So even though she didn't make this outrageous amount of money, the what she did have, she used that and she treated herself because you that was a that was value to her mm-hmm. from her hard work that she was doing. Right. And so that inspired him and I mean he really got into fashion and, and even like now he's like best friends with Carl Lagerfeld, you know, the head designer for mm-hmm. Chanel. Mm-hmm. And he goes and hangs out with him and travels the world. So it just it really shows and I think for me, especially coming like from Mississippi and more humble beginnings that you can start anywhere, but that finish line is is where it's at. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is keep working on it. And, I mean, the sky is the limit. So, I, I love that. The sky is the limit. So, you talk about Carl Lagerfeld, Yves Saint Laurent. Who are some modern-day designers that really inspire you? Oh, wow. Um, there's so many great designers and potential out there. Um, I mean, now... I love the work that um, Christian Seriano's doing. Um, you might know Christian Seriano from... Um, Leslie Jones. He didn't yeah, exactly. know his dress. Exactly. And I love Christian because he's yeah, amazing. He, he was on Project, Project Runway. Runway. Yes. He was the winner of Project Runway. And what I like about Christian is he's... Not only is he amazingly talented, and and but he... 
he also connects it to a social aspect of where some people that other designers don't want to make clothing for. He says, oh, you don't want to make a, a dress for this person. Not only does he take the person and make them something, but they're usually the best dressed person. Yes. So I, I, I commend that. I love it. Because the Leslie Jones story that I was referring to was she was looking for a dress for an award show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was saying none of the designers, big name designers, wanted to dress her yes. or approached her about dressing her right. and she tweeted about it. Yes. And he reached out to her and was like, I'll dress you. Exactly. Made her a beautiful dress. She said that she felt like the most beautiful person in the world in the, in the dress. Like, that man, uh, I think I saw a video about him not too long ago where he was saying, like, fashion is for all people. Exactly. Like, I dress people of all shapes, colors, backgrounds, and everything because it shouldn't be this one type. Exactly. And that's why I feel like I can get behind him because I appreciate that. We all are not going to look like what these models look like on the exactly. runway. Like, make real, real world designs that work for everybody. For we, real we all want to look bomb as hell, too. Exactly. Oh, I love I mean, it. Fashion, fashion is art. And everything in art is about making something beautiful, whether it's a painting, whether it's clothing, whether it's music. It's all about influence, inspiration. So, And that's something I really love because there's so much negativity in the world when it comes to certain things and what's going on this and that. Fashion gives you that escape and it gives you that moment of taking something and making it better. So even if it's somebody that may not be your ideal as far as the model or the physique that you want, but being able to take somebody and make make them better that, and make them feel better than they mm-hmm. did before, that's what's really important. Mm-hmm. Same thing with anything fashion related, and mm-hmm. that's fragrances. When you spray your favorite fragrance, it should make you happy. When you put on that 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 black dress that every woman has in her closet or that pair of shoes that you saved up a year to be able to get. All of those moments should make, should thrill you compared to, you know, other things which may be negative, you know, around you. I appreciate that. I personally have to wait until I change my tax bracket <laughs> to be a real, you know, fashionista. fashionista. <laughs> uh, right there now. are fashionistas on every budget. Ooh, Lord. So, it, it, and I tell people that all the time because, and this also gives you a little history. Um, uh, a lot of people are familiar with the brand Chanel. Coco Chanel. People love her. They know her for the interlocking seas and, you know, the, the tweed jackets and the bags and the pearls, all of that. When Chanel was first starting out, she actually grew up in an orphanage. And Chanel not only did not have a lot of money starting out, but she knew how to dress herself and put herself together so well that it made it noticeable to people. So ladies, you know, some of the wealthier clients that she had would always compliment her stuff and her pearls and everything. And they would be like, oh, you know, where did you get your pearls from? Are they South Sea and all this? And she was like, darling, I don't have money like that. These are fake pearls. So it, it just goes to show that they had it in their mind that even though her designs were so beautiful and they were wearing her clothing, they thought that, of course, she wore, you know, this really expensive jewelry like they did. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I'm an artist. I'm creative. I don't have that type of money. So even later on in life when she did, Chanel would always mix her real pearls with her fake ones, and people couldn't even tell the difference. Can't. Mm. Wow, that's very impressive. You know, Mac, you brought up a really good point about how fashion and purchasing certain items really can serve as a type of therapy and a type of reward and a type of self-care for individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see as something that every woman and something that every man should have? 
Definitely, I would say, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it varies. Of, of course, definitely, I think, and some people will say, oh, I'm not really into fragrances. If you can find an amazing fragrance, um, scent is actually the number one thing tied to memory. People won't remember the outfit you had on. They couldn't tell you the shoes you had, the bag, none of that a couple days later. But they remember how amazing you smell. Wow, that's why when you somebody is musty as hell, you <laughs> cannot forget <laughs> that. You no, cannot you can't forget that. Oh, <laughs> my God. There is a young man right now that every time I see him, I can remember the first time yeah. I smell his yeah. musty ass. Yeah. And that is, I, I truly believe scent is the number one. It, it, it's the number one Ooh. thing tied to yes. memory. Honestly, I don't know what he has on ever, but yeah. I know that man is musty, and I know. And, the and even now, from, is he is he still musty? Or yes, musty? he is. Because I just yeah. saw him like two weeks ago, and he came and gave me a hug, and was still musty. I need yeah. to work on that hygiene. But, but even if the must was better, it, I would have remembered. You, you really don't, because you already have that connotation mm-hmm. in your mind. And that's the thing you want to have a, a you know a great memory of somebody. So think about it in this way: What if you're interviewing for a job? That could be something where on paper and but with the interviewer who's looking at potential candidates, you and somebody are the exact same on paper. If you go in there, maybe you're maybe you guys you both go in you know suit and tie, but your suit is more tailored. It looks more precise. It's more impeccable. How you smell. It, it lingers the sillage which sillage means how the fragrance lingers in the room after you leave things like that are little details like that really stick out to people see I told you like I said about that black opium earlier it's a man snatcher <laughs> any man I ever pull when I'm wearing black opium remembers, remembers that you. and he tells me every time you smell so good I remember the time I met you you smelled amazing <laughs> It's not because of good looking braids. It's the, oh, it's the smell. My braids be fine. Shout out to my girl Key. She did them for me for free. And but shout out to Black Opium as well because it really be getting in men like, mm, Absolutely. you smell amazing. But but Zach, like you were saying, like I was saying, besides fragrance, besides fragrance, if I, if I said two other things, I feel like every woman needs two things: a power suit and a power dress. The suit for business purposes. Or, you know, or whatever. And the dress, it could be something simple, black, but it's all about the cut and the fit because where she can wear that out to a dinner, to a date. She could wear that to a wedding with different jewelry or she could wear it. I hate to say it, you know, to a funeral, but a great black dress and just switching up the accessories can go a very long way. So for a power suit or, you know, so how do you feel? Should it always be a dress suit mm-hmm. or a pantsuit? Are pantsuits acceptable? Honestly, from a fashion standpoint. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're acceptable. I mean, it really is about dressing for the occasion and what's going on. There are suits that are definitely more, you know, more tailored, more dressy. A lot of guys do more separates now where the jacket and pants may be two different for colors. The ladies. For, oh, for the ladies. Like, you know, because, you know, with the suit, you have the suit. Yeah, traditional suit yeah. that is like a skirt, like a skirt. And then yeah. you have the, the suit that has a pants suit. And yeah, so for women, yeah, is there one that really is preferred? I really think it depends on the setting, um, and also, I mean, in the corporate world, in in the corporate world, I mean, it's 2018. I think a lot of things are more acceptable, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of how ladies dress with pants and skirts, and I mean. Of course, you know, skirts are nice, but I'm sure if you ask the ladies, pants are more functional as far as movement. 
they're functional, but my power suit personally is a gray uh, skirt. It is a skirt. Okay. It is, it okay. is a skirt. I got it. Um, so, I don't know. A lot of you have probably never seen me in person, but I have a particular body shape that's more pear shaped. So, my <laughs> more top. More feminine shape. Yeah, my top and my bottoms are not the same size. Right. So, I went and got a gray suit that I loved. Um, of course, the sizes didn't match because they were sold together. Mm-hmm. And I went and got it tailored to my body. Mm-hmm. It fits perfectly. Exactly. Any job I've ever wanted, anything. I've ever had to interview in in this power suit like I yes. felt like I was the baddest bitch in the room and I got it exactly. based off that confidence when I got it to fit to my body it's just perfect I love it mine is a skirt I'm sure there are a lot of women that have some that are pants and I think that's completely fine as well but that gray skirt suit is still in my closet I'm not gonna get rid of it I love it and it has gotten <laughs> me everywhere I wanted to go when I needed it exactly and, and back to what um, uh, Tessie was saying I feel that it's not even about spending, you know, this outrageous amount of money to buy this, you know, designer signature piece, but more so about finding the right color and the right fit. Because mm-hmm. you may even have to spend almost as much on alterations to get the perfect fit of the suit once you buy it compared to the actual price of the suit. Mm-hmm. Because how it fits on your body, the silhouette, how it moves, those details are so noticeable. And once you have that great suit, you can make it look so many different ways, changing the blouse mm-hmm. underneath, changing the jewelry, changing the bag you carry, changing the shoes. So a great suit a great suit is an investment. Baby. So that's, you, you must have one. Got you out here feeling like Olivia Pope. Uh-huh. Woo! There you go. And so that's a great kind of a brief segue as you talk about Olivia Pope. Scandal had its final episode uh, last week. And so did you guys watch the episode? And if so, what were your thoughts? I did not see the episode. I saw it in bits and pieces. I didn't see it completely through. I watched it. Um, I have watched Scandal since day one, season one, episode one, and I honestly wanted Olivia to die. Like, <laughs> she has reached a point of, like... Once again, we agree. I didn't watch it. What? But I wanted, I wanted her to die for several seasons. Yeah, I, I wanted Olivia to die for the past two seasons, honestly. Me they, too, They yeah. could have been done. Since she got kidnapped and was in, oh, the, in the desert, so I wanted annoying. her to die in the desert. Scandal oh. fans, I am visiting here. This is <laughs> I don't know I what she has reached this point where she is not the true Olivia Pope anymore. Okay. Like she let the power kind of get to her head a little bit. She she lost her way. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Olivia Pope lost her way, and once she lost her way, I was ready for her to die. She was annoying. She just became like this person I could not stand on the show. And honestly, I I thought, okay, you know what, Shonda. You didn't kill her last season. Kill her in the finale and just make the rest of us happy. Honestly, the season finale, <laughs> it ended too, like, honky-dory. Everybody's so happy. We're happy about everything. Yeah. Hell no. Like, I wanted some mess to pop up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's not how the show should have ended. I love Shonda. I do not, you know, judge your 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 genius and all of that. No, Shonda. I, I judge you. I hope that you hear this. I hope that you see <laughs> no. it. No. That's my dog. And we're going to work together. 
to get and out I of the get future. It. So te- I'll never work with you, Shonda. I'll never meet you. I don't want to. I have no desires or designs in my life to engage with you, Shonda Rhimes. Baby, this but what I do out. want is this. It won't be cut out because again, we're not. We're separate. That's the whole point of the show. Like you are the millennial, I am the zennial. We do not agree on much. But Shonda Rhimes, you let scandal a front runner in television for a number of people go down the drain fast because there was no attention to good writing and you did not keep your characters faithful for someone like me as the bubbles are bubbling I'm, I'm having more perfect, and that's fine enjoy it. it's for you the, the as the show developed for any show for any writer for anyone out there in the world of television we want you our characters to stay faithful to who they are just like we as people stay faithful to who we are we change we grow and we evolve but there is a narrative that, that is consistent Olivia Pope went from being a boss and someone who knew how to handle business, but who also had a devious streak to manipulate and get her way to an absolute victim. She made a lot of stupid mistakes. She bent her morals. She didn't maintain herself and neither the characters around her. The whole show became absolute trash after season five. I was disappointed and you let down a number of people who believed in you. And so I was disappointed. Not only was I disappointed in the whole entire run of Scandal, because I actually stopped watching after season five, but I did watch the finale. It was worthless trash. I was also very disappointed in Starbucks. Oh, can we go to Starbucks and be black? Like, is that allowed? What's going on? I was very disappointed. So I'm really excited. Do you drink Starbucks, Didi? I did. So you I were was, a faithful Starbucks drinker. I was a Starbucks drinker. I will I will say I will not say faithful because there are people who wake up every day and have to have their Starbucks because they're brainwashed and fooled by yeah. commercial pursuits. I wasn't like that. But if I go into Kroger and I want I, I what I am is a faithful coffee drinker. I love coffee. Anyone who knows me knows that I drink coffee all throughout the day and I try to limit myself to four cups of coffee. Jeez. But I but I'm a coffee drinker. I love coffee. Um, Starbucks is not my favorite coffee, so I can't even say that even through before this, it was my favorite coffee. What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite coffee is Octane Coffee, mm-hmm. and that's a local coffee chain here I in Atlanta. I love Octane. It's a great so place to hang out Octane and Octane Coffee on. is my favorite coffee, but I'll drink Starbucks if it's there and I have nothing else, and, I, and, I, and a Dunkin' Donuts is out of the way. But that was prior to Starbucks mistreating two college-educated African-American realtors in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and then being delayed in their response and then trying to then put in the forefront that they had a COO who was an African-American female to try to combat their racism or the racism uh, displayed by their employees. Mm -hmm. The entire incident was shocking to me and highly disappointing, but that's how I feel. I would like to know how you guys feel. Matt, what were your thoughts about it? Be honest, because I posted about this on my social media and I was stunned at the number of educated African-Americans who came to the defense of Starbucks. Like they right. have, and I know they ain't got no stock in Starbucks. Right. I look at your Facebook feed. You ain't got no money. <laughs> stock in Starbucks, but you defended it to the T, to the end. Although Starbucks has gone in and ruined neighborhoods, shut down independent coffee chains, gentrification central is right there, and then you tell the black people that once that live in that neighborhood they can't even they're not even good enough to sit there. Right. Starbucks, shame on you. I feel like, of course, there are two sides to every story. So it's hard for me to judge. You just heard one but, side. But based off of, honestly, just based off the video footage, it doesn't add 
up to me. And what I don't understand is whether they were, I think they said they were waiting on a friend of theirs. Who or, arrived. They were waiting on a uh, fellow realtor who was a white man. Right. And he did arrive shortly after they were arrested. Right. Which is stunning to me because... I, I'm not a coffee drinker, but even just observing Starbucks from an outsider's perspective, so to speak, the amount of people that just go to Starbucks and sit and use all their the Wi-Fi and stuff religiously all the, time, all the time, how did you decide that these two guys were, I guess, some type of imminent threat Black. To, to the coffee and bagels that were Why going was on? Black! I, I just I, that that's my thing. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't add up to me. So, in, in my world, always one plus one has to equal two. And when it doesn't, you know, there's something wrong with the equation. Woo! Let me tell you something. Starbucks. That move was racist. Have y'all ever seen that meme of that little boy that'd be like, "That's racist. Mm-hmm. That's racist as hell for y'all to call the police on the um, black men that were doing nothing. They literally were sitting Remember there. Remember the Omega Sci-Fi College education Yes, professionals. they were. Woo, y'all know I love me some Omegas, so I was highly upset <laughs> as well. Mm, shout out to y'all. But yes, educated black men just sitting there waiting on their colleague, and the police were called on them. But I'm actually not even surprised. We live in America. It's very racist. Right. Like this. Which is sad. It's like it doesn't even shock me. Right, right. Like it's almost, which which is bad that it almost makes us know. No, when it, numb it, to it, this it's type like of okay, yeah, okay. It's Monday. Yeah, You're okay. Numb. Well, like, it's time to wake up. We can't be numb. That's that's part of the problem. It's time to wake up. So when I was, because I've been rationalizing guys for a week. Yes, pro black DD. I love not, it. No, it's it's about what's right and what's wrong. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily about being a pro black anything. It's about mm-hmm. what is right and what is wrong. And when something like this happens, that is such blatantly racist. I don't understand how other African Americans can come to the defense of these companies like Starbucks right. who have done very little to set to, to, for any community, I especially heard. the black community. Well, I, and there, I mean, I'm telling you, when I posted, my timeline got flooded with support. I There are some students, former students who just, I mean, they really went in on me from the class of 05 and 06 talking about uh, Starbucks. And I was, I was taken aback and I've really tried to rationalize to the point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think that what it comes down to is that people, especially black middle class people, those especially who may have been their whole life in the black middle class, they are still at a point where they do not want to believe that the reality of this America is our reality. Right. They don't want to believe that just being black can get you arrested in America. That I'm black, and just because I'm black, I can get arrested. And it, they will not believe it until it happens to them or right. someone that they care about. Yes. And that is what is sad. That's why I'm saying you need to wake up and become aware. Because if it happens to one of us, it can happen to any of us. What is most shocking about these two men being arrested is not that they were then let go, not that they've now been exonerated, but now they're in the system. And as a result of that, they can be subject at any given time to tons of manipulation and and tons of things that could happen that will then put them back in incarceration. And that's sad because it shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. No one should be arrested for undue cause for just simply being black in America. And until that changes, you are under attack. I don't care how rich you are, how middle class you are, how much you love your Starbucks coffee. You, too, will be a victim. Well, I'm going to say three things. Number one. Their record needs to be completely exposed. Yes. If it, if it's said, if it's found that nothing, you know, they'll expunge the record, it, but their fingerprints will always be, be, there. be there. Their mugshots will always be there. Yeah. Well, number two, people need to also know this, and and this is a fact. 
the African American dollar is the most powerful dollar in business. Yes, God. No, no product can be. I was actually even watching a documentary about this. No product and no business actually can be number one without African American support. Mm-hmm. So that goes to say that people need to show the power of their money. And that segues into my point number three of these college educated gentlemen who were, you know, obviously wrongly accused for, you know, doing absolutely nothing. Where you hit people the most, people don't care about anything if it doesn't really directly affect them. But with companies and businesses, the best way to get them is not, you know, testimonials on Facebook or speaking out. You hit them in their pocket because businesses are all are all about just that. When you go to businesses, people are going to smile and they're going to be nice and they're going to do this and that. But at the end of the day, it is all about getting that dollar out of your pocket and into their register. But this is my thing. I don't believe that black people understand the power that we hold. No, no. And that's an issue for me. And I feel I wish black people understood we really control more than what the media or people allow us to understand that we know. Absolutely. For example, social media. Black people make people famous every day. Mm-hmm. That little white boy was on the uh, Twitter yodeling in Walmart. Uh-huh. Black people retweeted him and made jokes, comments all day for like two days straight. Yeah. He ended up on Ellen. Yeah. He ended up performing at Coachella only because black Twitter took over and made him popular. Mm-hmm. But we don't understand that we have this extreme power. We can make anybody popular. Yeah. We can make anybody famous. It, it, it kind of right. sounds like that little black, movie this yeah. year called Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the highest growth, one of the highest grossing films of all time in like six months. What I need is that every single person on Black Twitter out there to come and take over and see the the three plus one podcast, (laughs) you make us famous. Make us famous. I love it. I love it. You know, you bring up a great point about the power of Black Twitter to really make people famous and people needing to know the value of that dollar. That's why I have for the entirety of this show talked about hashtag boycott H&M, which has not come to an end. I will continue to say hashtag now boycott Starbucks. And I don't care what Starbucks does. Well, you know what? Let me reframe that. There are two things that Starbucks can do that I will accept as penance. What are they? So what Starbucks can do is this, if they ever want to get my business back, is that number one, they can offer racial diversity training and sensitivity training to all their employees, as I think that they're doing uh, in May. But that's just a start. It needs to be followed up by monitoring and further evaluation to the effectiveness of that training. That's number one. But number two, in addition to that, that they're doing, they need to create funding where they're going to put money into organizations, perhaps nonprofits, that are in existence to exonerate innocent black men who have been incarcerated falsely by the racial judicial system that we have. And if Starbucks wants my business, they're going to do those two things. And then and only then will I ever patronize that company again. And I hope that many African Americans and many people out there who feel that what they did was wrong will push this forward to make it happen. What do you guys think about it? All right, Didi, I completely agree with you. I'm with it. I don't really drink coffee, so I don't give a damn about what Starbucks has going on. <laughs> but I'll support you in the cause. They don't got they wouldn't get my coins no way. I mean, I definitely agree with, you know, what you're saying. I mean, 
and not just Starbucks because, and that's the problem I feel. We wait until an incident happens and then we care. I feel like all these companies should have mandatory diversity training. Mm-hmm. The United States is probably, if not the, one of the most diverse nations there there is. So we have to understand that everybody comes from different backgrounds. We need to understand everybody, the way we do things are, are different. Everybody, it's not this cookie cutter, one, two, three, four, everybody does the same thing like we're in some military. Yeah, I came and, and, and sat at your establishment. I'm not loitering. I'm waiting on somebody. And how do you know that once that person's get there, even if it's not Starbucks, even if I'm at a restaurant, we may be the table of your day that spends far more than your others. Your server get gets a better tip mm-hmm. than other people. So give me a little bit of time just because I'm not coming in and ordering something time I get there. You don't I mean you don't you have to to see what's going on in the situation is, instead of just jumping in. And, and this wasn't even the only incident that happened in Starbucks, I think, in recent weeks. I think there was a, another incident in California where an African-American patron wanted his restroom. He was denied that opportunity. They told him the restroom wasn't working. And then as soon as he turns, a white patron walked out of the restroom. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was in California. So this is just, I think, it's a series of ongoing issues. And then just today, uh, in watching the news, there was a situation where there was in a Starbucks, a camera set up that was filming the, in the women's bathroom. Some possibly an employee, but it could have been a customer had set up a camera that was just there filming people using the Starbucks restroom. So Starbucks has a number of issues that they need to get a grip on, and I hope that they do. But I hope it starts with how they address this issue uh, and do a better job of ensuring that it never happens. Sounds like there's more brewing at Starbucks than coffee. Listen, at the end of the day, they need to run them in. I want to own a couple franchises. I need you to cut me the check. Mm-hmm. All of that. They need to be the owners of a couple franchises wherever they live. They Absolutely. need to own the damn one that they was walking into. And I want a six-figure chinek. I don't want to be with the CEO unless he's willing to sign over some shit to me. Mm-hmm. But moving forward. Boy, well, yeah. So when you're saying they need to go ahead and run that check or cut that check, right. a great check was cut for James Comey in his newest book, a memoir called A Higher Loyalty. It was recently released where it talks about and looks at, as our former FBI director, the situation with our president, President Donald Trump. The book is absolutely well written and full of major bombs that were dropped about uh, things that possibly will lead to greater evidence of collusion with Russia and most certainly ethical lapses made by our president Donald Trump. Guys, what do you think about a higher loyalty from James B. Comey? Let me tell you something. America is the reality TV show that every other country is watching. Yes. My boy went from being FBI director to being on a media world tour. Like, he taking <laughs> pictures with all types of people. Like, you on Jimmy. You about to be on Ellen. My dog, you was in like a serious position. And now you're on a media tour. And soon he's going to be jigging and rocking and leaning and rocking and dancing all over the place. This, we are really. Who's he going to lean and rock with? Cardi B? You know, Ellen loved being cooning with folks. She loved getting on the TV and leaning and rocking and doing all types of crazy shit <laughs> so that's exactly what show he gonna be on leaning and rocking and you know motorcycling like he young jock back in the day but yes I'm I'm truly embarrassed to be living here right now because it's like I 
know the world is looking at us like, wasn't this man like a high-ranking official in y'all government? And now he's like on all these reality TV shows and these talk shows, promoting a book and being messy and spilling tea. This cannot be real life. This cannot be our government. I... I don't, I just don't understand. I actually invoke my right to not comment. Fifth Amendment. When it comes to the President of the United States, (laughs) I actually prefer the President of the United States on Scandal, which just ended. (laughs) (laughs) Millie Grant. Yes, Millie Grant. You know, I think I disagree with you, Tazzy. I know I disagree with you. I feel very proud. You always disagree with me. I'm very proud of James Comey and what he's done. I think that he is a man of high standards and a man of great moral values, I think that this is necessary. President Trump is not a typical American president. He is not a typical American politician. He's not even a a typical American period. Period. Evidence of such goes back to the his fear of golden showers being made known in public. And I do think that it is a farce and a joke to many leaders in the world who have ethics and values and high standards. But if it's not for people like Jim Comey or James Comey who can come out and put this information forward, then people will never know the real truth. The truth has to come out. It can't be hidden away and it can't be taken, you know, tapered away by professionalism. We have to know that this man is a possible threat to the security of our nation. We have to know that he is unstable. We have to know that he is unethical. And it has to come from people that did not know that and learned the hard way that he is. Mm -hmm. And so that gives even further credibility to the claims that have been made against him and can hopefully lead to a swift impeachment process that can quickly start once the Democrats take control of the House and Senate in November because of the failure of the Republican Party to hold on to it after supporting in large numbers, the president of the United States, so much so that Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, resigned, which was another major story that happened uh, while we were on our brief vacation. Guys, what do you think about Speaker Paul Ryan stepping down and saying that he is not going to run for re-election? Good. The devil. Moving on. Exactly. Absolutely disagree. (laughs) It's great that Mag and Tadzi feel that way. I do not. Let me tell you why, again, I'm disagreeing. Listen, of course he disagrees. His idols are old-ass white women. So, of course he disagrees with this. Hillary Clinton is my idol. So, of course, he completely disagrees. She should be your idol, too. Not at all. Not at all. What? Living in this era where someone who went as far as she did to break down ceilings that you may not even Predators. Predators. Super predators. Again, the same fake news that got Donald Trump Video. We, saw the video. We, saw the video. we saw the video. We saw the video. We saw the video. We saw the video of her saying that. What are you talking about? It's not fake if we saw the video the of same it. Fake you know news. what? You know somebody I look up to? Michelle Obama is somebody that I look up to. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey is somebody that I look up to. That's an old crippled ass white woman. I do not know if she is racist. And listen, he he but loves he loves he loves Hillary Clinton. I do. And he shouted out racist ass Barbara Bush when she died too. Oh, oh. Whoa, I, let's talk about it, D. We will talk about Barbara Bush, hey, an amazing Barbara. American first lady. But the reason why I say that Paul Ryan is not the devil or is not an enemy to democracy is that he did all that he could to uphold democracy. You know what? I can't fault him for his Republican beliefs because that's what he, that's what he believes. I don't agree with them. I do not want to see them advance in this country. Uh, however, he was two steps better than Boehner before him, who was truly a monster. And he was three times better than 
President Donald Trump, who he fought against and did his best to uphold the values of his party against. He failed to do so. That's why he was elected and why he continued to stay in power. And he stepped down. When people like Paul Ryan leave the Republican Party, it leaves a vacuum that people like Donald Trump can then fill with people that are not going to be ethical. That are that, worse. That's yeah. right. That are going to be even worse. And that is my fear. Again, I don't have a problem with a two-party system in America. I choose to be a part of one party. I choose to uphold one party. But I understand both. And I respect both. And the balance of power. People like Paul Ryan maintain that respect. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it's going to further erode. In regards to Barbara Bush... Child. She made some statements that were controversial Barbara's that I didn't a racist. agree with. Barbara's a racist. I do not think that Barbara Bush was a racist. Oh, I God. think that Barbara Bush was a compassionate Tell conservative her. who was misinformed and who made some statements that were absolutely ignorant. Do you know the song Tatted Up? Tatted, I do not know Tatted Up. Tatted Up. I have no tattoos. Do you know that song? And I do not aspire to Tatted Up. Do y'all not know that song? What? What does Tatted Up have to do with Barbara Bush? Listen, at the end of the song, Fabo yells out Barbara at the end of the song. Like, Tatted Up, Tatted Up. And then he goes, Barbara. And a lot of people on Twitter were wondering where they're going to play the ending of Tatted Up at her funeral. Like a shout out to Barbara because he was yelling Barbara. I can guarantee you this. <laughs> there is not one Bush in America. Not George. Tat, tat, tat up. Not George W. Nor Jim. <laughs> nor Jeb. Know anything about Quavo. Who is Jeb? And, and I didn't say anything about Quavo. Uh, Stop acting like no. You know what? This is that zennial bullshit that I'm talking about. <laughs> he acting like no Fabo is probably the same age as you at this point. Honestly. I don't know Fabo. Deep well. Don't know. We deep well. Duh, duh, deep well. Yeah. Y'all remember? Yeah. Thank you. Didi, the only old ass man in the room, and he act like he don't know <laughs> shit about it. <laughs> I hate it but so again, much. Barbara Bush was. You know what? When I look at Barbara Bush, and I compare her to Melania Trump, I see a first lady. That's what I see. And I think that should be honored and oh respected. A woman. Now, let me tell you what Barbara Bush did. Ooh. If nothing else, she stood by and supported a husband to become president and raise a son who became president. That deserves to be honored and recognized in a passing for a very full life. And this man, she was always a person who fought hard and stood up for the rights of women in this country. And White women. That I think it was something that White women. all women. But you need to bring in the evidence and facts if you're going to make those kind of very bold allegations against someone like Barbara Bush, an American icon. Three Plus One Podcast, I would like to apologize on behalf of Dee Dee because earlier he tried to rip Shonda Rhimes to shreds about the ending of Scandal. But yet he is here praising this old ass dead white woman about being <laughs> a racist. You know what? And then we have a lot of young black women that listen to this podcast to my fellow sisters that's listening, do not listen to a damn thing Didi has to say right now because I still cannot understand how he can go to bat for these old ass racist white women, but be quick to want to yell at Shonda about the way she ended scandal. Please forgive him. He does not speak for both of us. Let's go. And Tazzy Hall <laughs> does not speak for both of us either when she spews racist <laughs> rhetoric on this podcast. The only, way, the only way we're going to ever make America truly America again is to bridge and go beyond the race. Truly divide. America? You the basis of America is slavery bridge. and all types of shit. What are you talking about? What is true America? America was built on the back 
some black people. You sound like dead ass barber with your racist shit right now. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. What I'm saying is you can be a black woman or a white woman and you can still benefit every woman. And that's what I'm trying to say. Right? But and white I women believe... don't benefit black women. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's racist black women, and you're wrong. You're racist is a... and wrong. But white feminism is racist as hell. It's about the betterment of them. They do not include women of color. Give me some evidence. Listen. While you're sitting I'm pulling here, up next week. These, next week we'll talk about to I'm going to come in here with a full book full while of shit. you are listening this to all of these people we have a we have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest right now. Well, Let's I just I it. want to let you all know that if um you should uh, follow <laughs> Mac Jones Shop <laughs> on Instagram, I am able to style and fragrant white women or black women. Thank you. Anyone with money, I am able to help. I'm very <laughs> if you got the coin, call them. <laughs> but you know, and that this is just move where on. we true is, and we will move, move on. on. I'm not gonna belabor. You, you're trying to believe I'm not. Move but on. This is where we uh, now, and I really got this right now. The point of the whole podcast, right now. Well, if because, we don't talk about the point of the because podcast, because millennials are holding on to these false notions without recognizing the fact that there will e- never be progress for African Americans if white people are I not our allies. Let me give you an example. One example. Can I have this one example? Can I have this one example? No, you can't. Is that in the Starbucks situation, the person who filmed it and made it go viral was a white man. Mm-hmm. Had he not done mm-hmm. that, the injustice that was brought against these two black men would have never been brought to light, and they probably would still be in jail. So I have to say that it's allies who are going to move all of us forward. That and we cannot to be cut white. them out. People we cannot ostracize them. We cannot alienate them. But I will say from watching the video, can be racist. No, they can't. Black people can Look at the definition. We can't. Look at Tazzy. Look at the definition. I will say, from watching the video, again, back to Starbucks, from watching even the video footage I saw, some of the main people that were standing up for the guys were white people. They were white. There was a lady I heard, and there was a gentleman in the video, and they were like, what, are you, like, what is going on? Why are they being arrested? They're like sitting there, my and they were absolutely... So, my thing is, I just, I don't try to lump everybody into the same basket. It's just like eggs. You have your good eggs and you have your bad eggs. Unfortunately, in our society, there do seem to be a lot more bad eggs than good eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's far and few in between with the good ones. And we know but, what color those but, eggs are. Yeah, but we have to, you know. But now there are white eggs and brown eggs. Yeah, there are mixed <laughs> eggs. Some better than others. And, and you know, and some, you know, some cook better than others. You know? Yeah, no. <laughs> Didi, let's go. What's up? So as we continue to read off these racist comments, we now They're not racist. at the entertainment news that's really helping transform our country. And one thing that's really, really all over the internet is Coachella, or should I say Baychella? So I know that did you guys watch it uh, live stream or watch it? Uh, Absolutely, I'm a super duper member of the Beehive. Oh! So I've seen wait, you're a super duper member of what? I'm a super duper member of the Beehive. Beehive. It's no, it's, no. Let me correct. I love no, let me correct Why you. And listen, okay. listen. As a Fox News watcher that I know you are, I'm I hate Fox News. I knew Kendra. You hate Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> I watch 
CNN and listen, listen, listen. Just so, and I want everybody to know this. When you hear people say "bay," that is absolutely incorrect. It's phonetically correct, but it's phonetically correct. But they're calling her "bay" how we say "bay," like when we're talking about our girlfriend or boyfriend. They're not B-Y understanding that. But it's Beyonce. It's like Beyonce is the first part of her name. It's Beyonce because she has the. That's why it's the beehive. The symbol has an actual name behind it, and it, but without that symbol, it can't be. Yeah, it it so damn. No, but this is biologically this inaccurate yeah. to call it a beehive. No, beehive. no, they call her Bay when you go to the the. To I know the that's they call her. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm saying read it. It's Bay. It's B. No, Bay. it's not B. It's what Bay. I'm telling you, as the super duper sergeant at arms, international Shut society of, down. of beehive. Mm-hmm. It's B. So Ooh. it's the Beehive, it's Beyonce, and she should be the president. Yes. <laughs> so you so when you got what are your what are your thoughts on this performance? She's absolutely amazing. Greatest She's performer innovative. of all time. She is an unbelievable entertainer and performer. Mm. And what I like is she she's creative. She keeps re- reinventing herself. She always surprises me in that I've been to so many performances, concerts, all that. But she always has something new. I mean, it's just from the whole, you know, HBCU band. I mean, Egyptian goddess. Greek dumb custom ball ma just Ooh. I mean it's just it's just it's just so, all of it. She gives you all of it. Tanta, you said that it was the greatest performance. Is was it is she better? She is the Has greatest she eclipsed Michael Jackson? Uh oh. Has she eclipsed Michael Jackson? Uh-oh. Okay, so this is how I feel about this. Stop trying to compare people. This is this everybody mm-hmm. has their own lane. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is the queen of her lane. Michael has his own thing. I hate when y'all pit performers to performers against each other. Mm-hmm. Let them be great in their own. Yeah. Like and, and it's just like it's yeah. like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. I hate it. I They're hate that two different women. Let them both be great. Let them be great. Support who you want to support. Them support them both. Support one of them. But don't necessarily try to pick them together. You don't have to pick one or the other. I love Michael. Jackson, mm-hmm. amazing. I love Beyonce, amazing. Crazy. I'm not gonna say one's better than the other. Yeah. They're both absolutely freaking amazing at what they do. I, Beyonce is the standard, the standard in my, in my opinion. Yes, like you honestly, somebody tried to get on Twitter and was like, Chris Brown does the same stuff, but does Chris Brown do it in six inch heels? Right, no. Does Chris Brown like have on these tight ass outfits yeah. and got the whole band behind him? It, that's not happening. And also, this is what people don't understand. People love Beyonce so much, not only because of of the of the her ability and her and her as an entertainer it's also her as a person so not only Beyonce has shown you that through her career you haven't heard any mess or scandal yes. she's not getting locked up she doesn't have 16 babies daddy yes. she, she doesn't she doesn't she is handling her business. She's a grown woman. She's a mother. So that's also what makes people love you in that I can talk to a mature, you know, more conservative person and they will love Beyonce to death. Same as somebody, you know, who's who's impoverished and they have the same love for this person because she makes you aspire to something greater than you are. Beyonce can travel across generations. Gener- yeah. I went to a Beyonce concert with my mama and uh-huh. we both had an amazing time uh-huh. and she is 
We had a 30 year age difference. Yeah. Shout out to my mama. You fine as hell, girl. Yeah. You real old right now. But still, we had an amazing time. You can buy, she can cross any generation. There are people younger than me that stand and love Beyonce. It's just, she's. Her music truly makes you happy. And I'll honestly say this too. A lot of people in their mind even feel that Beyonce is for women and girls and it's all about that. I went to a Beyonce concert and I remember joking with a woman and looking at her husband and said, oh, you dragged him out to the concert tonight. She said, no, actually, he dragged me out. (laughs) She said that he is not only a super Beyonce fan. She didn't necessarily want to go to the concert, and her husband made her go, and he went to her concert in three different cities because yeah. he loves so her. Dad. If there's a man out there that loves Beyonce as much as me, <laughs> you- I am available. I'm single right now. Please slide into my DM. If you <laughs> no, have Beyonce tickets, if you have Beyonce tickets already, let me know. We can go. Five stars already have Beyonce Let me say that. You know, you will would have a great time despite some of her racist leanings. You would have oh, a phenomenal time full with Tazzy. Um, I feel let me you know I would love to weigh in on and I do I you know I don't agree. I, I do understand like let's not let's not yes. make a false dichotomy. You can be great Nicki Minaj and be great Cardi B. I agree with that. But I still would have to say that I have an opinion. Yeah. And in my opinion, hands down, with no question, Zach's Beyonce knows is the greatest performer of my generation. I lived through Michael. Uh, all lived through exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel. I don't think that anybody compares, and I know that people want to hold on to the past, but it's exactly as you said, Mac. There are a number of things that make Beyonce the exemplary performer. Mm-hmm. And both Michael and Beyonce have one great thing in common that they were both they're both Virgos, known perfectionists, to the T, support it, love it. But Beyonce has never wavered and never faltered. She's only gotten better. Mm-hmm. Whereas Michael started to decline and he never got back up to the apex of his career. Right. We have yet to see the zenith or the peak. She has yet to reach the mountaintop that she so eloquently sang about on her album 4. And I can't wait for her to continue to get there and continue to rise. I was blown away by her Coachella performance. I never miss a show and I don't plan to miss a show willingly. So very excited. B is and 36 with three kids. supporter Kelly. of the Bayhide. Uh, with that being Bayhide. 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 With that being said, uh, not only uh, did we see Beyonce give a phenomenal performance at Coachella, we also saw Salons join her, Jay Z join her, and the members of Destiny's Child, Michelle and Kelly. Former Destiny's Child member Farah said that she too would like to join them if there is another reunion. Mm. Guys, you think that Farah, who was a member for about fifteen seconds, exactly. Should Ooh, have an man. opportunity to rejoin Destiny's Child. Listen, I had to Google her name. I said, wait, what? <laughs> I, 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 but you had to Google whose name? Farrah. Farrah. I think Farrah is a beautiful woman in, in terms of looks. Um, great, you know, that she was a part of the group. And I mean, I would honestly love to see all the ladies back on stage again, all six of them. Latavia that, and Latoya? I would love to see Latavia and Latoya and Fair. I would love to see all of them on the stage. I probably wouldn't because my heart would probably stop and I would die, but that would be a great moment. But Farrah, I... I I feel like, you know, I mean, what was she in about? Was she in one video, two, maybe? She's I don't, the same she's not so in any I, I, mean, well, I don't know this I mean, woman. it's just... She was in Riding on the Wall. 
yeah. uh, say my name video. She yeah, video. yeah, okay. So is that enough to read no. them out or no? You know, it's like I mean, it's like me meeting my fourth cousin twice removed one time, and then you know, five months later they call me to borrow money. I mean, I don't really know if it's gonna happen, but you know. So uh, as we move entertainment into social media, there was right now a huge firestorm about a picture taken at the ceremony, the homegoing ceremony of former First Lady Barbara Bush, where Melania Trump is there with President Clinton and Hillary, President Obama and Michelle. Having a good old time. And Melania is there. She's actually smiling. This is noteworthy because there are very few pictures that we've had with Melania where mm-hmm. she's actually showing a smile. Uh, what do you guys think about this photo and the numerous people who are blowing it up in social media? I mean, you. the thing is, you don't know necessarily what she's smiling about. I mean, how many, I mean honestly, how you many times? think time- that she's happy that Donald's not, that she's free? That she's away from Donald for a brief moment. She's happy that Barbara's dead and Donald. No, she is not happy that Barbara's dead. She had the funeral laughing. It's no, they all somebody could have told her a little no, joke. They're all smiling. You don't know what Everybody's happened. smiling. Yeah, yeah. Donna, Donnie, Donnie isn't around. Everybody's dead. Barack is smiling. Michelle. Everyone is a. It's a yeah. situation where everybody's smiling. The point yeah. is that she's been in other photos where people have smiled, like her husband, but she has never. She refuses to smile. When she's with him, there's not. We can't find a photo. Right. But now you're with President Obama, President Clinton. They're smiling. Uh, President Bush is also smiling, and she's smiling with them. Right. So it was like a dignitary picture of our presidents and first ladies all together, and they're smiling. But Donald's not there. He didn't go to the service, mm-hmm. and she's smiling. So that's the kind of point right, is right. we've been Free waiting. Life. Right. We've been waiting Free for a smile, and yeah. now we have. Thank God. I'm free at last. Do you think Melania wants to leave? Do you think that Melania, with all the allegations of P and Stormy Daniels and Russian prostitutes, do you think that, honestly, Melania has had enough and she wants to leave? I honestly, I don't feel like First Lady Melania Trump had any intent on being the First Lady. I have said this before on the podcast. So it's kind kind of like, you know, exactly. I mean, it's like you, like you told me, you know, we were going around the corner to the to the the gas station, and now we've been at Walmart for six hours. You tricked me. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly feel at that moment, she, you know, him not being there, and I'm sure she has a certain way that he expects her to act also when he's around. So just for her to have that breathing room, and we all need breathing room and space at, at some points. So to me, that just goes to show that, you know, sometimes... The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm. Mm. So I think that you guys are probably right. It'll be interesting to see. I really hope that if Melania is unhappy and if these allegations made by about President Trump are true, that Melania will move forward with her own life and not be held back uh, in any way. So also trending on social media has been the last uh, couple of episodes of the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Uh, I've boycotted the season this year because Phaedra Parks, my favorite housewife, is no longer uh, a, a peach wielding member. But I would like to. I did, however, watch both episode one of the reunion, and episode two of the reunion. We're I- missing episode three because we're in here. <laughs> 
We are missing episode three. That's what DVR is for. And we can enjoy episode three together while we enjoy our salmon salads. But I actually we, have somewhere to go. You can, you can she's eat. booked. Yeah, I she's am booked. She's booked gone. and busy. She's going to go. But I would like to know what your thoughts are, guys. Was there, in this reunion season thus far, a favorite moment or a favorite character or anything that has stood out to you? I think my favorite moment is going to come in season, the episode three. Honestly, the one we missing tonight when Wig and Nene get into it. Because <laughs> Wig. Wig got Nene hype when I saw the previews. Nene up and popping and chopping and pointing the so, fingers. So, are you a Nene fan? No. No, me either. Oh, wow. Um, Matt? Oh, yeah. Hi. Well, <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I definitely am entertained by the show. <laughs> it's very interesting. And, and it's almost... To me, I love it because it's almost like a dramatic series as opposed to reality. Um, but, I mean, I love, of course, the antics of Kenya. You've got to love her because she seems so unfazed in things. I love the business boss lady status of Candy. She's a true entrepreneur. Candy she, is she, annoying she, as hell. She, can, she may, uh, let me tell you what? something. I love Candy. She may annoy you all she wants, but mama gets her money, and that's what I love. She's got the music. She gets the residuals. She has the restaurant. She's got the candy um, sex toy line. She gets the money, which I love that. Candy, okay, get your coin. She's business money. She's business money. This is my thing with Candy. This is where I and it was like, I'm finally canceling your ass. <laughs> Candy draw, drew this whole shit out with Portia uh-huh. for what two, three, four, five years now mm-hmm. feels like. But Nene made a joke about raping somebody, somebody getting raped, right. and Candy was like, "Oh, I forgive this. I have no issue yeah, with this." Yeah, that's kind of that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, that's you are mad at Portia about spreading a rumor that somebody else told her. But the fact that Nene said, "I hope you get raped," uh-huh. and you had no backlash about that, you were like, "Oh, she was just joking." Right, which, what I, the which hell? I understand because, and, and, and as you realize. It, it's just like what we said earlier. It's because it wasn't about her. But that's people a problem. Only can, it is definitely Keep a problem. Keep that same energy, Candy. People, people do not care about stuff as much unless it's directly that's affecting true. them. It has to be their son. Their and that's why I can't shot. respect Candy. Their, their daughter, their wife getting arrested. It has to be more personal. And, and yeah, so I definitely agree with you on that. She's like, still crying gotta, about that Porsche shit. And then he literally said, I hope you get raped by your Uber driver to a, a random woman, woman. And, and Candy was like oh I, I ain't you know comedians that. joke no bitch yeah. cause Portia tried to say maybe it might have been a joke oh, I, it doesn't matter Candy keep that same fucking energy that same you have stance. and that's why I cannot respect you and you're annoying and I'm over it I do oh not my. respect Candy oh my so you know I think you got I mean I Dazzy I agree 100% oh, oh, wow I agree with that. I I do still admire Candy. I still think that she's a phenomenal person. I think she's a phenomenal housewife, but you make a very valid point. I agree with that. Um, I don't really like, I don't think any of them greatly, other than Phaedra, who is now gone. I Um, I am uh, the... the top model um, Eva Eva I like Eva Eva. you know I think that you know she's so and hopefully she'll continue on I like Andy Cohen Uh, Andy's funny he's a great (laughs) host but let me say this Andy definitely he's a shady host he he lost a lot of points with his recent um, episode of Bill Maher on HBO Mm. where he didn't seem to know anything Uh, Andy Cohen couldn't even 
tell people what the Q and LGBTQ stood for. And I think that it is quite disappointing uh, that someone in the news industry, even though it's entertainment, can't speak eloquently about issues, especially issues that, because uh, they were asking Well, with him, him, especially when he's as openly, you know, gay and like, as, as a member of the LGBTQ, and he's a member of the LGBTQ community. Uh, you know, Bill Maher talks about real time is all about issues, kind of like uh, three plus one. And he couldn't discuss anything. Yeah. Newsworthy politics. He was flailing on the show, and then so Bill says, "Let me talk about something you may know about." And he couldn't even do that. So I was very disappointed. Now it makes me look at Andy, you know, with a side eye, mm-hmm. and we'll see if he can. He may address it, maybe even tonight on uh, Watch What Happens Live. So you're talking. You call Kim Zosiak wig. Uh, <laughs> do you feel that Kim Zosiak, however, is good for television? Not that you like her, but that her being on The Housewives or her being around gives good television. It does add good television because she gets under Nene's skin and she makes Nene react. And that's what people that love Nene love about her is that she reacts. She has the clapbacks and Kim gives her a reason to have a clapback all the time. Mm -hmm. So she makes great television because she's that target that Nene needs to Mm -hmm. always have a reason to have a clapback or some shit that is going to be quotable or make people be like, ah, Nene funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Great television. But are you going to lunch with her? With Kim? Yeah. Hell no, I ain't going to lunch with Kim. (laughs) Mac, would you go to lunch with Kim Zosiak? I definitely would as long as she's paying. (laughs) (laughs) She So, but if she's paying, then you know the husband coming with her too. Oh, oh tag along. That's fine. <laughs> All he does is tag along his messy ass. So, one thing about Kim, they said that Kim Zosiak is not going to return again. That she is now forever leaving the franchise. Oh. Will not be a part of the Real Housewives community in the same way. So that's now that she segued her appearance on Housewives into her own show. With but Tardy. she already so had that show, right? Yeah, has anyone ever watched Housewives? But that was after Housewives. Have you ever watched Tardy for the party? Not a day. I've no. maybe seen an episode. Okay. But so, but now that you segue into your own show, now you'll leave ours. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. And that's fine. Okay. But it's yeah, okay. okay. I don't think, but I don't okay. know if people are watching Tardy for the party. I'm not certain. Not really. It's doing very well. No. Is awesome. there a housewife? Uh, you know, I think there's several other housewives that are currently on. Do you guys watch any of the other housewives that are now on? I think there's definitely. Well, I'm going to talk about in a moment, but the, I know New York is back. Yeah, and you guys watching New York? Don't care. For New York. Love Bethany Frankel. We share the same birthday, uh, on November third. So I understand Bethany. I really like her. Uh, the housewives in New York, though, just isn't the same in no. terms of its storyline quality. And I hate no. their taglines. They're really pretty horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very, I'm like, can you guys get someone who, like a good writer to like just write one good tagline for yeah. you? Yeah. They're horrible taglines. And I also now there is a phenomenal Housewives of Potomac. Absolutely not. I don't think doing very well. But I would boring. love to take a moment, very briefly, and shout out. <laughs> I knew since Phaedra is gone, and I'm assuming she's not returning, I must now claim a new favorite housewife. Oh my god! And I have found my new favorite housewife in it's Candace. Karen. Oh, okay. Candace. Okay. Dillard on the Real Housewives of Potomac. She is a graduate of Eagles Landing High School and was one of my former students, class of 2005. She's a beautiful woman inside and out, and I can't wait to continue to follow her journey with Who the rest this? of her. Candace Dillard, the newest housewife of, uh, of Potomac member, and I cannot wait to follow her journey as she continues to wow the world. 
world. She is a former winner, uh, former Miss Washington, D.C., former winner of the Miss United States of America pageant. She is, a again, a beautiful person inside and out with a phenomenal amount of influence and a phenomenal amount of uh, spirit to empower. Mm-hmm. I remember this young lady when she was in high school. She was actually voted most likely to become famous. She is famous in my eyes and I think will be well on her way to becoming famous in the eyes of America. In the upcoming episode of People's Most Beautiful Issues, she is featured because she oh, is wow. beautiful. And I cannot wait for all of America to love Candace as much as we do here on the 3 Plus 1 podcast. So with that being said, guys, I think that we are ready to move into our up, down, and the clown of the week. <laughs> so we start, of course, with our up, and this week's up goes to Kendrick Lamar. Congratulations to this amazing artist for winning a Pulitzer Prize for his album, Ooh. Damn. Right, it's a phenomenal amazing. album, and it's a phenomenal thing that this won a Pulitzer, which is an award given for writing and the quality of writing done. And so they're saying that the writing of the album tells a unique story and a unique piece of America that truly belongs in the canon of literature about who we are as a nation in regards to journalism, storytelling, and now even music. Huge shout out to Kendrick Lamar and the album Damn. It was a great album. I loved the album, but it went beyond the Grammy and went beyond the music industry and has transcended. So congratulations to him. Tazzy, what do we have this week as our down? So the down this week is... The the no charges will be filed in Prince's death investigation. Apparently, on Thursday, Carver County attorney Mark Metz said in a press conference, Prince died of an accidental fentanyl overdose and charges will not be filed in the investigation of his death. Um, Metz said Prince had no idea he was taking a counterfeit pill that could kill him. Apparently, he had been taking counterfeit pills that were laced with fentanyl before his passing, and evidence showed that Prince thought he was actually taking Vicodin, not fentanyl. So, during the press conference, it was mentioned that there was no evidence on how Prince obtained the painkiller, which is why no charges will be filed. So, basically, it just comes down to some Somebody was giving him counterfeit pills that they were telling him they were one thing when they were another and he overdosed on them and died. We don't know how he got the pills, so there will be no charges filed, which is terrible. We lost an amazing man in music to painkillers. So, you know, it is unfortunate. And I I mean, I don't even know what that I can't. I agree with you. It is definitely the down. Uh, Tazzy, give us this week's The Clown. Okay, I'm sure some of you have seen Tiffany Haddish's photo shoot for Time Magazine. The clown is definitely whoever the hell styled her. My dog had a wig on that did not have a part. It was disgusting. Her nails were not done. Her makeup looked like her homegirl from Compton just did it two seconds ago. It was terrible. Her eyebrows were not blended. It was bad. Like, it was really, really bad. Like, so you've seen Tiffany Haddish looking great. Yeah. Looking great. We have seen Tiffany Haddish look amazing. And the fact that somebody styled her and did her hair and makeup for Byron this time Dubar magazine. is known as her styles. I don't know. If we Byron, don't know if that man did that for that dime magazine. But if he did, he should be ashamed. If it wasn't him, whoever did her hair and makeup for that time magazine, you should be fired. Just like all those people that failed Beyonce the first uh, on the first set, you should be fired as well. Speaking of that, her costume started messing up when she was doing the whole DC uh, performance. She had to keep trying to grab at her titty before it popped out. <laughs> then, last night, that episode, she had to lift up the fan on herself in a video because the person manning the fan was no longer there. You all need to be fired for letting Beyonce down and whoever let Tiffany down, you need to be fired as well. 
Wow. That was in yesterday's performance at Coachella? Yes. yes. Beyonce had to walk up to her fan and lift it herself onto her. Yeah, I, and I, some I man stunned. came running and running to the fan to try to hold it. Where were you, sir, when Beyonce needed that wind on her face? Yeah, that is sad. Fired. Where were you? Fired. Yeah, I would, Beehive needed you. Would, we need our yeah. fan. We need our wind. Fire. I, I would quit my job today. Fired. To walk around and blow that wind on her face. The <laughs> beautiful, though, I mean, those outfits, those Balmain outfits uh, in this most recent uh, Coachella performance, the pictures are stunning. I'm, I'm amazed. Mac, so give us this week's, when you talk about, uh, you know, the best of us, what represents the very best of our American society? This week, I would have to say the best of us definitely goes to Keisha Lance Bottoms. Our mayor, the our mayor, mayor of Atlanta. Here in Atlanta. I beloved Cleaning mayor. up City Hall, making our city better. Um, I mean, she's a beautiful, classy woman. I mean, I adore her to death. Um, if anybody uh, knows that she needs any shopping help, have her come see me. So, wait, wait, Marcus. so our mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, to come to Neiman Marcus. Of course. Or find you on Instagram at Mac Jones, Mac Shops, Jones Shops. And you would definitely give her I complimentary would, advice. Anything that she would need to abs- be. Absolutely. To her stunning range. She has to get the super duper VIP mayoral service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's. I think she's very fashionable. Oh, she actually. She's she brilliant. I don't. I don't know how much I can help her, but I try. She was amazing and real. We we love our mayor. So, uh, with that, we go now to the different. Uh, our final conclusion in the products that we love. So, what are some products or things out there that you guys have found? This week that you want to share with our listeners. So this week on products that we love, I definitely have to shout out my Nivea body cream. It's that thick ass body cream that comes in the little container. Um, And the reason I'm shouting it out is because summertime is coming up and, you know, we love to shower five, six, seven times a day in the summer because it's be sweating and hot and musty and you don't want to do all that. But that Nivea, you put it on, you're good all day long. I'm always super moisturized and my skin feels amazing. Mm-hmm. You've gotten lots of compliments about your skin and your I have. regimen, and Nivea's a, a part of that. Yes, it is. So, uh, my product that I'm going to shout out is actually a, a spot. It's called Upbeat. It's a restaurant here in Atlanta. Upbeat, as in the vegetable, the beet, the, the root vegetable beet. And I love their charcoal lemonade. Uh, I think it's very important to have, you know, a regular detox that happens growing up in rural Mississippi. We would have a good dose of castor oil. But there, the charcoal lemonade is, for me, something that really helps detoxify my system and really help to, I think, pull toxins out of my body. And I buy that upbeat, and it's phenomenal. I strongly recommend it. This is also something we agree on. I love the charcoal lemonade upbeat. It's walking distance from my house, so I go to get it all the time. Do you find that it's a detoxifier? I don't know about that. Tastes good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Matt, what is your product? Um, Well, I actually have three quick products I'm going to tell you about. Um, Being in the cosmetic department at Neiman Marcus, three things I think you definitely should know. Number one, going into spring and summer, you have to, you must, must, must have sun protection. A lot of people like to think, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not going to wear sun protection, especially my fellow African-Americans. We have it in our mind that I don't need sun protection. That's, you know, for Caucasian people. This (laughs) is not true. I'm telling you this today. Everyone needs sun protection because not only is there too much sun coming into our environment, you have environmental aggressors. And wearing that sun protection helps you, you know, combat age spots, 
um, you know, hyperpigmentation on your skin, and it actually fights skin cancer, which people don't realize is much more common than it is. Um, in terms of cosmetics, I would probably definitely want to shout out Tom Ford Makeup. He has a beautiful collection for spring and summer. It's called the Soleil Collection. It gives you that stunning, gorgeous, luminous J-Lo glow that, you know, every woman, man, dog, everybody wants that glow. So I love that collection. Um, and third item, if you want to smell absolutely phenomenal for uh, spring and summer, one of the exclusive collections we have at Neiman Marcus is called Maison Francise Kerjean. Um, some of you may or may not know it. It's absolutely incredible. Um, he is a world-renowned perfumer, and he has a fragrance called Aqua Celestia Forte, which is his newest addition to the collection. And I'm actually going to let my fellow podcast members give this a whiff just so they can tell you. I wish you could smell it through the microphone so they can tell you how absolutely incredible it smells. It's called Heavenly Freshness. And the, all it is is Calabrian lemon with mimosa wow. and black currant. It is just absolutely extraordinarily fresh and delicious. It's eau de So are you allowing us to keep this? No, now this is how actually my is personal bottle. Wait, no, how much is retail? This is, it is extremely clean. Oh it's extremely God. clean. I absolutely hate floral smells, yeah. heavy smells. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you thought my favorite smell is the wow. uh, Creed in, Imperial, Imperial. Yeah, which I'm actually wearing today. Right. It's so funny. super clean. Love that fragrance. This, however, is something I would definitely buy. Will be buying. Yeah, this is this is, this is your everyday. Clean, like clean. I took an amazing shower, even if I didn't. And ate a lemon. Took an amazing shower and ate a lemon. It is delicious. How you have a bottle? Just a drop on the top of your hand, and it is eau de parfum, so it's long lasting. It um it this retails in store for two seventy five, so it is more it is more expensive than probably what you know a lot of people typically do, but it is worth the investment. It is one of those stunners, and if you've heard the term, you get what you pay for. If you want the heads to turn, just like um, uh, Tazzy was talking about the black opium earlier, don't go get this, my shit. Y'all. <laughs> no, you can come get this. Don't get yes. the black opium. You go can get come that. Get one for me at Neiman Marcus, and it's Aqua Celestia Forte by Maison Francis Kerjean. Excellent, excellent. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We can't wait to have you join us on next week. So, thank you so much, Mac. Welcome, thank you, thank you guys so you. much for having Hot me. Podcast. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Pray for Tazzy. <laughs> Pray for Didi and his racist ass, loving white women ass. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>